0: Good morning, I'd like to read the scriptures to you to start off our our, our today. Um, While Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee asked him to dine with him, so he went in and reclined at table. And the Pharisee was astonished to see that he did not first wash before dinner. And the Lord said to him, now, Pharisee, clean the outside of the cup of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Did he who made the outside make the inside also? But give alms of those things that are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect the justice and the love of God. These things you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Well, again, good morning, Crosswinds. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Moms that are here with us today and those moms that are um, online with us, we say hi to Catherine in England. We want to welcome all the moms here today. Um, Our message today is be real. And I was thinking, you have to be real with your mom, don't you? You have to be real. Natasha did a great job in that video, didn't she? All those real moments from the kids. See, you have to be real with your mom because you're not fooling her. A bunch of them said they hear everything, right? Right? She knows the good, the bad, and the ugly about you. She has literally put up with your poop. But she loves you anyways, right? Which of you, which if you think about it, is a lot like our relationship with God, isn't it? We're not fooling him. I'm so thankful for my mom who's here with us today. I can't think of a more generous and loving person in my life towards me. In all ways of my life, she's always been there. And she has put up with a lot of my poop. I I can't lie to her or con her. She knows me. Although as a teen, admittedly, I often tried. And today, I very much regret what I put her through. My mom has always had my best interest in her heart. It was foolish that I ever tried to rebel against her. Remember that, teens. She has proved her love and her kindness to me in, in so many ways. Not, not just to me, but her love was shown to my cousins and her, her co-workers and her friends. She truly is a Proverbs 31 woman. There are many in this world that arise and call my mom blessed. Let's give my, my 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 wife now calls her mom too. Now, it didn't start out that way. My mom didn't even take the tags off the dress that she wore to our wedding. But it was not Kathy that was a problem. It was a young man who was getting married probably too soon in life, and she was just concerned, and she was being real. as soon as she saw me start to be responsible, and when the grandchildren came, Kathy and her became best friends. And to be real, she likes her better than me now, <laughs> <laughs> even though she has always loved me. Now, Kathy is a mom, too, and and my mom has seen how much grace she has had through all the poop with me and the kids, and they really relate, and they have a real bond. Both women are real in their love and their grace and generosity towards me, and I am a very blessed man to celebrate God's kindness to me in giving them to me. You know, maybe there are some here today who have not experienced the same kind of grace I have with my mom and my wife. We live in a broken world, and, and sometimes family relationships have hurts, and, but I want you to be a little real today, and no matter what your relationship is to your mom, there is gratitude and honor due, because through God, they took on the burden of giving you life. And for a time, at least, they had to put up with a little of your poop. So it'd be good today that you would forgive some of theirs. Because if we're being real, we're all a little poopy sometimes. The problem of us is many of us try to pretend like we don't have any. Try doing that with an infant, and your house is really going to stink. And everybody's going to be uncomfortable. The reality is we all have to be changed for life to have joy and peace in it. So maybe Mother's Day is a good day to recognize that all of our attitudes can be poopy sometimes. And they need to be changed by a God who loves us in spite of all that poop. A God who bears our stench and and the burdens that we put on him and is yet still generous and kind to us. See, God is real with us. He tells us what we need to hear, not what we like to hear, kind of like my good mom does. See, there was a time in my life when I was not so good in staying in contact with my mom as a young man. And on those rare occasions when I did try to call her, she would pick up the phone and say, who is this, my son? I have a son? Yeah, she was giving me a little poop. But I deserved it for my lack of gratitude and love and honor of our relationship. Beloved, you are God's son or daughter. And he is worthy of our praise and honor of him because he has given us life. He has bore our burdens. He has cleaned up our poop. And he loves us. So today, let's Pay attention to his words to us, because they're meant to bless us and clean us because he loves us so much. Please open your Bible or your app to Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 37. I'm going to go through this verse I read at the beginning. While Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee asked him to dine with him, so he went in and reclined at table. Now, right off the bat, do you smell this poopy attitude of this Pharisee? Didn't his mom ever tell him you're not supposed to interrupt people? My mom did when they're speaking. I mean, Jesus is speaking. His poopy attitude makes him feel so important that he does not care about the people on the street listening to what Jesus is saying, which also says he's not listening to God. Jesus had just said, Our light needs to shine for all to see. And a bunch of people are benefiting from the light that Jesus is giving, and he's doing that out in the marketplace. But the Pharisee hasn't listened to that. He wants to hide the light of Jesus in the dark and not share him with others. And so he invites him to his home. This Pharisee is not inviting Jesus over to be generous to a poor traveling preacher. He was hoping in the privacy of his home he could trap Jesus in what he was saying or doing. The word Pharisee means separate. See, Pharisees did not consider themselves like the riffraff on the street. That were listening to Jesus. In their minds, their own poop did not stink. Pharisees sought praise for outward observances of religious rites. They loved outward forms of holiness, things like ceremonial washing, fasting, prayers, and giving to the poor. And then Pharisee invited Jesus while he was speaking to a crowd. This was upstaging Jesus, And he was doing it to show how good he was to invite him to his house in front of others. You know, the people there were admiring Jesus, and he didn't like that. He wants all the admiration for himself. And so he's willing to interrupt God. The Pharisee is not hearing the greatness of Jesus' teaching because he is distracted by himself. And and Jesus can smell this guy's attitude. He knows it's poopy, but he still goes to dine with him, leaving the crowd because Jesus knows this man's diaper needs to be changed quickly. Jesus was at a table prepared for his enemy. He left an adoring crowd to go to this table. Friends, are you willing to accept an invitation to be uncomfortable or even to go into a dangerous situation to bring the light of the gospel into a dark place? We use something here called the four fields that is to disciple people. And the first field we all need to go into is entry. You, You don't get opportunities to share the gospel with people unless you're willing to enter fields. Now, honestly, some fields are hard. And some fields are thorny, and some fields are rocky, and some have a lot of sticky, stinky fertilizer in them from all the BS. Those relationships. But do you have a generous heart that you're willing to go and enter them, willing to go and get your boots a little dirty? Or are you more like the Pharisee seeking to stay away from the riffraff and feel safe? Think about it, Jesus left an adoring crowd and went to a place where he knew he'd be criticized and he'd be judged. He walked away from the comfort of like-minded people with the gospel into a house without it. Are, Are you willing to do that as your attitude more like a Pharisee? The Pharisee was astonished to see that he did not wash before dinner. Now, how did the Pharisee see this? How did he see that Jesus didn't wash He was looking. He was looking for an opportunity to criticize his guest. He wanted an opportunity to put his guest down and lift himself up, didn't he? Are are you looking for an opportunity to praise people or criticize them? What's your general attitude? Are, Are you looking to catch people doing something wrong and curse them or something right and praise them? This this critique of Jesus was not about his hygiene. This was not a concern for his health and the health of his guests. See, the washing described here was a a ceremonial washing. It it was not about hygiene. It was a way to show that you were holy because you were washed, unlike the riffraff outside that were unwashed. But God's law only required washing in Leviticus 15.11. If you had touched someone with a bodily discharge... But this was not the case with Jesus. He was not breaking any of God's laws. But the strict Jews at this time would not only wash before a meal, but between each course throughout the meal. See, rabbis were deadly serious about washing, saying that bread eaten with unwashed hands is no better than excrement. It was a tradition. It was not the law. It was their social habit or or their preference, not a requirement of God. Yet they considered anybody who did not practice the washing and all the things they did unclean. And this Pharisee was offended because Jesus had just been out with the, quote, unclean riffraff outside, and and he brought that filth in and didn't even bother to wash for dinner. See, the Pharisees expanded the number and the significance of washing as a sign of to distinguish between observant Jews and non-observant Jews and Gentiles. The Pharisees had turned washing into a religious show for others to see. Hey, everybody, look how much I wash. We could do that today. How how much I give. How much I serve God. Look how much I go to temple. Look how good I am to give to the poor. And, And we could make that a religious show. Friends, as you're... Religion a show, or is it a real relationship? Now, Jesus is about to get real with the Pharisee because he loves him, and he wants to change that poopy attitude towards other people because his duty has become exactly that, a stinky self-righteous diaper. And the Lord said to him, Now, you Pharisee, clean the outside of the cup but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? Now, it can seem right now that Jesus is being the critical one here. But, but there's a difference between being real and being real poopy like a Pharisee. Jesus is speaking the truth for this man's benefit. This is why he accepted this man's uncomfortable invitation so that he might make the gospel of love known to him. And and, and Jesus shares the the truth about the situation. If if I took a glass that was kind of filthy on the inside, I got some oatmeal in here, and I just washed the outside, would it be healthy for me to drink out of? No. No. But that's exactly what the Pharisees were doing with their religious duty. They had all been washed or cleaned up on the outside, but there there was hatred and bitterness and intolerance for others that made them filthy on the inside. Think about it, Mom. If your baby's sweet and in a pretty outfit, but you don't change the diaper, that baby's not going to be so sweet after a while. Jesus is loving, try, lovingly trying to, to change them by telling them the truth because the Pharisees are so happy sitting in their filth making everybody else in their lives uncomfortable. You know, Jesus spoke harder and harsher to the proud of heart because they are in denial about their aroma, that aroma that can lead others astray by focusing on the wrong things, the external things, Instead of what really matters. You know, Jesus said this in Matthew 15, 11, It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles the person. See, Pharisees wanted to stay separate from those who they felt ate the wrong things, did not wash the right way, did not act or think like them. But Jesus is saying you can't become defiled by those outward things, by that outward behavior. You're really defiled by your inward heart motivations. And they put so much effort into those other things. Most of these guys had memorized the Bibles. They, they knew all the, the, the Jewish laws and obeyed them. But they were foolish. All of that was extremely ineffective. I mean, how pure... Could I be if I drank from a dirty class on the inside, even if it is clean on the outside? Their inner motive of the religion had become about them, not God. Their efforts, Jesus says, are motivated by greed of how others will think of them. They wanted everybody to like their Facebook page. Others think well of them, that's the benefit that they're after. It would benefit them both socially and economically if others thought well of them. They're devoted to self, not to God. And it's evident by how they treat people and how they've treated Jesus. The word greed in the Greek means a robber or a plunderer. There's a selfish motive to their religion, they they do what they do for their own positive recognition in their community. They are plundering the things of God for their own benefit, not for others or God. If this Pharisee was a person that really cared about people, he would not have interrupted Jesus and try to isolate him from a crowd who needed him. The Pharisee was just trying to get his needs met from Jesus. You know, many today have that same selfish attitude. Going to church is about them. They don't care about loving and serving others. They're they're just consumers looking for something to benefit them. They're just looking for the best religious show in town. And Jesus is saying that's a poopy attitude that has to be changed because it keeps the crowd of people in this world hearing it keeps them from hearing jesus because those people in the world don't like the scent of unchanged babies jesus says pharisees are full of wickedness but these are the guys they're the ones going to church they're the ones giving an offering to god they're the ones obeying all the rules They're not like the riffraff outside. This word wickedness in the Greek means they are rebellious, that they are full of malice or hatred of others. They have evil purposes and desires. How, how, How can something good come out of that, no matter what they're doing on the outside? Jesus calls them fools. But what I think he says next is more interesting. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? Jesus could have said this easier. He could have said, what's on the inside is more important than what's on the outside. And it would have flowed off the tongue better, and it would have been a good platitude for a Pharisee. That's not what he said. He said, did not he who made the outside make the inside also? So Jesus is giving us all a question to think about. Some of us think it's more important how we act on the outside than we do about the attitude of our hearts. And, and, and others of us think it's more important about how we feel, about the attitudes of our heart, what's going on, on the inside, than what we do on the outside. And, and Jesus is saying it's both and. Right? Do you want to drink a glass that's just clean on the inside? Or do you want the outside clean too? You want both. Clean inside and out. Our external behavior communicates to other who God is. You know, God made us. So that, that communicates something either positive or negative about God, how we act on the outside. Our inner life leaks out. And, and creates a stinky attitude that can also reflect negatively on who God is. Jesus is saying God made the inside and the out, so both are important. We, we are made to display His goodness in and out to the world, aren't we? We can foolishly think it does not matter what's going on in my heart as long as I look good on the outside. And then there's others who can think, I have good intentions, I really care, I have positive feelings. It doesn't matter what I do. Beloved, we were made in God's image. We were made to reflect his goodness inside and out. And to do this requires us to be real and honest with ourselves and with God and with others. That way we can recognize our filthy attitudes and behaviors and get them cleaned up. We often talk in our culture about being transparent, don't we? Now, if you want to drink from a clean glass, choose a transparent one. An opaque glass can be dirty either inside or out, and you'll never know it, like your coffee cup. That could be a dirty cup, and you don't even know it because it's opaque. But a transparent one lets the light through. You can see the filth on this. I'm not going to drink out of this until it's clean. But that's how weird to be. For a glass to be truly useful for our health, it needs to be transparent because it helps us see the dirt, and that provides motivation for us to clean it when needed. The Pharisees externally were very moral people. The way they lived, they they hid their sin with their religion. So they were living in that opaque glass. And so they had no motivation to be clean. You would want them as your neighborhood if you were a Jew. You want them in your neighborhood if you were a Jew. Your neighborhood would be very clean. It'd be very tidy. These were very OCD people. They cared about what you ate and what you did and all, all the things. they, they would, have, it would have been a clean neighborhood. But there would have been a foul smell if anybody messed up their perfect little world. If anybody was just a little bit different than them. See, Jesus sees this, and he gives the answer of how to change their poopy attitudes. Verse the well, he says, but give us alms, those things that are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. See, the Pharisees love to give alms. They love to give alms to the poor so that everyone could see them do it and think better of them, and so that they could feel better about themselves. They love to be clean and appear clean to everybody. But Jesus is saying something different. Give away the love that is within you without expecting a return. See, they gave alms for praise. They wanted to return. But Jesus is saying the antidote for them is to love unconditionally. But there's also a promise here, too. I don't know if you catch the promise. Jesus is saying, Pharisees, there's love within you. I put it in there. You have something to give. You just need to open the windows and let the sun shine in and out of you. See, Pharisees believed that offering external religious duty was the most important thing because they were praised for it. But Jesus is saying, your love or your internal motivation is more important. That's what's most important to God. That's what pleases Him. You know, once uh, uh, Jesus was asked by Uh, uh, a religious observant Jew, a scribe, what was the most important command? His answer was to make an offering of love. Here it is, Mark 12. The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, You shall love your neighbor, as yourself, there is no greater commandment than these. Nothing without love is clean to God. You can clean the glass all you want, as much as you want, but without love, you're not clean. There there was a Pharisee once named Simon, and he also invited Jesus over his house, and when he was there, a prostitute came To his house, and and she showed her love and affection towards Jesus or God by by falling on her knees and, and wiping his feet with her tears and her hair to clean his feet. She was there. She was doing all the wrong things on the outside. It was a mess. She was doing a messy thing morally by touching a rabbi in their eyes. But Jesus said to her, Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she what? She loved much, but he who is forgiven little, loves little. She, she displayed gratitude for God's love and mercy that had been shown to her through Jesus. She was so messy on the outside, but her love is what made her clean. And Jesus said to her, daughter. Your sins are forgiven. She was clean. He called her his child because of her transparent love. Now, some of the Pharisees were there who knew the law inside and out and obeyed it. And yet, often he called those guys sons of the devil. In the book of John. See, God cared more about this woman's sacrifice of gratitude and love than her behavior. Jesus told her she was forgiven. He didn't say that to any of the religious guys at the party. All the guys that seemed to have their act together. And then Jesus said to her, go, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. She had done truly the right thing of being real, and praising God with her extreme gratitude. She just loved, and she didn't care what other people thought. Pharisees always worked for the approval of man and got their rewards socially and economically, things that would perish. Her only priority was on loving him, which was loving herself. And, and he gave her the ability to love others more. She was at peace. She didn't walk out of the house resenting the Pharisees for their judgments against her. And she instead, she did what Jesus told her to do, go in peace. And, and the sweet aroma of the perfume of God's love and mercy and forgiveness wafted offer in the marketplace with all the people just like the expensive perfume she had used on his feet verse 42 says but woe to you pharisees for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of god these you ought to have done without neglecting the other see woe is grief it is public condemnation Jesus is saying, condemned you are, you separatists. Trusting in your religious holiness, condemning others and living separate from them and not making alms of your love. He does commend them. He commends them for tithing on their spice rack. See, the problem is not that they tithe. Tithing is a good thing. That is part of the law. It's obeying the law. The outside of the glass, it's important to have clean, and they're doing it. Giving alms to the poor is a good thing. This this is a both and thing Jesus is saying. He said, you ought to have done something else, but it's good that you did this. Remember, you want a clean glass on the inside and on the outside. If you you just say you love people and don't give them help, what good is it? That's what James says in 2, 16, and 17. And if one of you says to them, go in peace and be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And a dead thing can't save you. You know, today, we talked about that Jasmine and Jason and Annika are going to Burundi to help poor children who don't know yet God's love for them. And, and if you, over time, ignore giving to help them, are, are you giving an alm of love from within? No. If you don't give here on Sunday mornings, proportionally, sacrificially, and regularly, are, 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 are you giving alms from within? No. You're not expressing love for what God loves Your words are empty about love. You're you're letting everyone else here take responsibility for your needs. How is that different than a Pharisee? A Pharisee that just wants Jesus for himself and does not really care about the rest of the people in the crowd. You know, our treasurer reported that, that we're behind budget for the quarter. And it's not because of overspending it's not because we pay our staff too much it, it, it's because there are few most of the people I think give alms from their heart but there there are some that don't give or they don't give sacrificially it's because there are some who are Pharisees who are really only caring about themselves while pretending at religion they don't give alms from their heart because worship, is giving. See, they, they, they worship with their hands up in the air, but it's never connecting to their wallet. You know, I don't like speaking about giving. I really don't. Because it makes those that do give from their heart feel more obligated to give more. And I don't want you to do that. Don't give anymore. You're fine. If you're giving to Jesus from your heart, you're fine. I'm talking about the Pharisee who does not making an offering from their heart, but just shows up and puts their hands in the air, but never puts their hand in their wallet to give to anything or anybody regularly, sacrificially, and proportionally. The ones that say, I love God, but will not give an offering of their time or their money. They won't come to a work day like we're having next Saturday to, to, to clean up our property so it benefits the community. Who, who, who say they love Jesus, but they will not regularly serve and, and, and help in the ministry because they're so, 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 so busy. You know, everybody else here is so, 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 so busy. You're not unique. But even though they're busy, they're making an offering to God from their heart. And they're showing love to others, which is why we're here. Pharisees did all those kind of things when it was a show. They did the right things on the outside. But Jesus still condemned them for what they did, even though they did all the right things on the outside. Their motivation was not clean. They they, they really didn't care about others or God. They cared about themselves. Jesus said they neglected the most important thing, the justice and the love of God. Justice is being real. See, justice means judgment in the Greek. They neglected to recognize their own sin required God's judgment upon them. But see, the Pharisees didn't think their poop stunk to God because they knew all the rules and they were doing all the right things on the outside. And they were better at following rules than other people. If you don't think you face God's judgment because you're doing all the right things, but your heart's wrong, you're you're off. But if you also don't think you face God's judgment because your heart's in the right place, but you don't do anything about it, you're just as wrong. The problem of the Pharisee is not being real or honest with themselves about the stink of their sin. See, we're all sinners. Here's what God's word says about every one of us. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their path are ruin and misery. The way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. That's being real before God. That's who I am. See, the prostitute came before God being real, admitting and being real about her sin, and and, and then gave an offering of her heart and also expensive perfume. But she gave that to Jesus in love and gratitude for his mercy towards her. Yet the Pharisees stood in judgment, thinking their sin was okay because they tithed on their spice rack. Oh, well, we're good. We tied a little mint and cumin. Today, what are you saying to yourself that makes your sin okay? How are you justifying it? Is it your knowledge of spiritual things? Is it how much you serve? Is it how much you give? Is it how good you are to people in general? Or how well you treat your mom on Mother's Day? How much you give to the poor. Now those things make up for your sin. You may have pride in yourself as a righteous person before God. You may think you're better than anyone else. But God's word says you're not. There's only one thing that justifies you, which is what the other thing that the Pharisees neglected, the love of God. It's the only thing that can justify you, is God's love alone. But first, you have to believe God about your sin against Him. Jesus says you can't neglect that. You can't neglect judgment. I've been saying over the past year, we're not saved by believing in God. 90% of the world believes in a deity, many in the correct deity. But that belief does not save them. The demons believe in the right deity, and they shudder. Why? Because they know that they're under God's judgment because of their sin. They believe God more than many Christians today who feel self-righteous and self-justified in their behavior. The demons believe more. 96% of the population around us in Chicago is lost. They're, They're far from God. You know why? Because they don't believe their sin is serious. And because they don't believe their sin is serious, they don't fall at the feet of Jesus with love and gratitude because of his love for sinners. Do you Neglect to believe your sins are serious like them because they're all perishing, and so are we apart from his love. D- do you keep yourself distracted with religious activity that is primarily about you and not believe? The judgment is for all sinners. Many religious think this poopy attitude does not stink. But, but Jesus said it needs to be changed. Many of the church stand in judgment and hatred over others when they have no right to judge because there is only one true judge. All of our stuff Stinks equally to him. Yet God satisfied his own justice by an offering an alm of his heart. Do you neglect that love also? Do you neglect his love? The word love here is agape, which is an unconditional love that chooses to love because of the character of the lover. God poured out his or needs to pour out his wrath against our sin. But instead of doing it on us, he poured out his love on Jesus because his love was greater than his judgment. Amen? Do you ever wonder why the cross of Christ is so bloody? Some churches try to clean it up, and we tend to put it in jewelry real cleaned up and in our tattoos. But, But the cross of Christ was bloody because God was being real with us. He, he was showing the world how disgusting our sin was. We took an innocent man, the only man, who ever lived, whose stuff did not stink to God, and we beat him almost to death. He was beaten so much, he was almost not recognizable to his mother, who had to watch him go through this, and watch him walk in critical condition, stumbling through a city to be crucified, Well the crowd spat on him. The nails were driven through the most painful spots in his hands and his feet, and his body was hung on a cross naked to shame him. And he hung there as he was dying, praying for the crowd, the same people he had healed, who he had taught, who he had brought the good news of God's love for them and they shouted curses at him. The religious Pharisees, the ones who were so holy, tithing on even their spice rack, stood in their holy, cleaned-up garments on the outside, seething on the inside. All while the true Holy One displayed their sin Bloody, disgustingly, on the outside of his body. I, I bet they tried to avoid talking or touching any of the riffraff at the crucifixion. And, and most went home and, and washed correctly before dinner and felt justified that they were holy. They all missed the true justice and the love of God that happened that day. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, God made alms of the things that were, are within Him that day. He offered the most valuable thing of Himself, His love, and He made a sacrifice. Of his own son. God's love trumps his justice. Jesus is saying our love should trump our judgment of others if we are his sons and daughters. The motivation of that crowd, that religious crowd for the most part, was very stinky. Do you neglect the most important thing, the truth of the gospel? God's justice and his love. Justice is there is a judgment of sin before a holy God. Love is, despite all of us deserving that judgment, God cancels it, covers it himself, putting it to death in his son. The proof is that he was raised three days later Promising us in his love eternal life for all who believe in his justice and his love. Do you neglect the love and justice of God in favor of religious duty? Then you reject the truth of the gospel. Do you not share it with anybody? If you don't, then do you believe in your religious duty that that's something more than your duty to his love and his justice towards you? The, uh, Paul, the apostle, who was a Pharisee of Pharisees, said that he understood God's love and justice. He said, indeed, I count Everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and I count them as rubbish, poopy, in order that I might gain Christ. That's what rubbish is, a poopy diaper. All his religious holiness he counted as a poopy diaper. If you keep Jesus in your house feeling all holy and better than others because you are a Christian your poop stinks as much as theirs to God and you know what maybe more because of his love he sees your pride that you don't feel obligated to tell them about his love and justice Or are you just somebody that just gives his justice, telling them they are sinners and that they're facing a judgment from God without telling them that he demonstrated his own love for them, that while they were still sinners, Christ died for them? What did Jesus say? Give as alms those things that are within And behold, everything is clean for you. To be clean, we must be like the prostitute and love God for what he has done for us as sinners. We we must do that humbly without judgment on other sinners so that they might know his love and mercy too. Our love needs to be an alms to them as an offering of gratitude towards him. That is what it is to be in a real relationship with God. We we are made clean by offering our love to God and to others. It's both and, right? It's both and. Friends, today is the time to be real. It's time to admit your sin, your, your poopy attitudes to God. And start loving everyone around you. Accept that you deserve judgment and yet by his love you receive mercy and forgiveness. Friends, repent. Be changed today. Allow that Pharisee diaper to be changed by his love. And then be sent into the world as a a living sacrifice by your love for Jesus. And and, and therefore be a, a sweet aroma of his grace to all you meet. Be real just be real so, so you do not harbor any stinky attitudes, any stinky religious diapers. Are Those need to be changed. Be real. Be transparent. And show, let his love reflect through you to the world. Let us pray. Father, we, we, we praise you. You may stand. We praise you. that it's not left to judgment, that, that your love trumps it. Lord, we, we come to you today humbly to tell you we're sorry for our poopy attitudes. Lord, you have always loved us. You've loved us since before the foundations of, of this world. You, you came to tell us that you loved us. You sent prophets to tell us that you loved us and we rejected you and we judged others. Father, today, Help us to turn from Phariseeism, separatism, and turn and be real. Be transparent about our sin. Be transparent and let your love shine through us. Oh, Father, do amazing work in this place. If there's anybody that needs to repent today, move in their heart that they might repent today and be changed. Let them follow you. come humbly and admit their sin and follow you each and every day in a real and honest relationship. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, if you need to get real, if you need to come and confess sin and repent, let the love and mercy of God change you, come as the singers sing, I'm here to pray with you.